0: Analyze Asia is brought to you by SAVEL. Do you manage your own IT for distributed teams across Asia Pacific? Then you know how painful that can be. SAVEL helps your in house team by taking cumbersome tasks off their hands and giving them the tools to manage IT effectively. Get help across Asia Pacific from onboarding, procuring devices, to real time IT support and offboarding. With our state-of-the-art platform, gain full control of all your IT infrastructure in one place. Our team of IT support pros are keen to help you grow. Check out esevel.com and get a demo today. Use our referral code ASIA for 10% off. Terms and conditions apply.
1: If you think about a modern digital business, what does that mean? Well, it translates to personalized, proactive service and support. At a minimum, it's also the ability to deliver and provide access to self-service. It's about eliminating all of the mundane and repetitive tasks that are required to drive great engagement and customer loyalty. And where a process or a workflow is required to be executed, a digital business is about automating and optimizing that request across the enterprise, delivered to the right person with the right skills, maybe the right spare parts, the right geographical location, the right availability to deliver on that customer or employee request.
0: Welcome to Analyze Asia, the premier podcast dedicated to dissecting the pulse of business technology and media in Asia. I'm Bernard Leung. And the key to making digital transformation happens with the right workflow digitization, With me today, Mitch Young, President of ServiceNow in Asia-Pacific and Japan, to talk about ServiceNow and its current footprint in Asia-Pacific and discuss the rise of digital native companies. Mitch, welcome to the Analyze Asia podcast, and I'm also a happy customer of ServiceNow as well. (laughs) Well, thank you, Bernard, for that support, and definitely thanks for this opportunity. It's great to be here. And we have a pretty interesting discussion during the recent F1 in Singapore. It was great to get you on the podcast because I wanted to hear about your origin story. So my first question to all my guests, how do you start your career?
1: Well, as a school child, I traveled around a lot in Asia, finally returned to Australia and did a formal tertiary education as a Bachelor of Mechanical and Manufacturing Engineering at Melbourne University, but I was always pretty drawn, Bernard, to business, definitely seeking out more of those business opportunities and enablement. And when I graduated, I was starting to see how technology was playing an increasing role, the mainframe moving into client server, and obviously, ultimately, the internet and mobile. So I was fortunate enough, I fell into a graduate program with a technical distributor in Australia called DDP and as I say, the rest is sort of history. 30 years on, it's turned out to be the best
0: career decision I could have ever wished for. And you have an interesting career before you joined ServiceNow. I wanted to know what are the most interesting career lessons which you can share with my audience? Well, I've been fortunate, Bernard, to work across Asia
1: Pacific and Japan and the U.S. for most of my career. And one thing I've identified is you know, the world is a wonderful and very diverse place and when you think about today's pace of change in particular in tech where the speed of change is profound i think the most important lesson i've learned is you have to remain curious and seek to understand how do business models evolve why does something work that way and in my role you know, I'm fortunate, Bernard, that I get to meet with business leaders every day across Asia, Pacific and Japan in every industry. And I learn from them some of the most innovative leaders of all industries. It's a bit like doing an MBA every day. And that's what I love about my role.
0: And of course, the customer stories is always the most interesting part of making sure digital transformations happen. That comes, of course, to the main subject of the day, which is I want to talk to you about service now and also about the rise of digital native Companies. I think to start, can you provide a comprehensive introduction to ServiceNow? I think it's a Silicon Valley based company, its mission and vision globally to my audience. Sure. Well, ServiceNow
1: was founded in the mid 2000s by a wonderful gentleman called Fred Luddy. And at the core, ServiceNow has always been a very purpose led business. Fred had a simple idea, and that was how can I help regular people? get work done in the enterprise. Fred was seeing how mobile and cloud and other technologies were transforming you know, our lives at home. And he viewed life wasn't like that in the enterprise, you know, we were beholden to legacy silos of excellence, spreadsheets, emails, phone calls, etc. So Fred had this vision to create a platform to help regular people get work done. And over time, that's become incredibly powerful. We still hold very dearly the purpose of service now, which is to make the world of work work better for people. And that was Fred's original intent. And I think importantly there, Bernard, there's two focuses. One is on people. And This is about technology in service of people, not just technology for technology's sake. And also the world of work, which clearly has changed forever. And we can talk a little bit more about that as we go. But simply put, you know, ServiceNow's role is to help digitize and unify organizations so they can find smarter, faster, and better ways to make workflow.
0: And one key element in making digital transformation happen is the concept of workflow digitization, something I really appreciate when thinking about how to build workflows for my IT team and even human resource team as well. Can you describe what workflows are? And how do they help to bring about the digital workflow transformation from the lens of service now?
1: Well, if you look at businesses in any industry forever, they've always depended on a sequence of structured or unstructured tasks being executed to deliver some outcome, whether that's to complete a retail transaction, issue a driver's license, apply for an insurance policy, et cetera. Historically, many of these processes though have been very manual they've be very siloed or departmental based so as we look at today enterprises are looking to digitize these historically manual processes applying computers and software across the enterprise workflow as a term is about coordinating transforming and automating those sequence of tasks to deliver a much more efficient outcome to the employee or to the customer. And furthermore, when we think of today's digital workflows, it's also about enabling organizations to break down the silos that exists between systems, departments, so that we can address digital workflow across IT, finance, HR, logistics, sales, facilities, and much more. And I often give examples of this when we think about digital transformation a lot of focus in the early part of digital transformation, Bernard, was on what I call the engagement layer. Using big data analytics, mobile portals, et cetera, to really create an omni-channel type experience. And that's been great. As an example, when you lose your credit card, you know it's that omni-channel experience that allows you to use your mobile app, a contact center, natural language understanding, or more. However, the real value in implementing workflows is actually automating and optimizing the potentially 10 or 12 middle and back office processes that are associated with a lost or stolen credit card, alerting fraud, cancelling the card, coordinating merchant settlements, creating a new account, issuing a new card, et cetera. And that's where ServiceNow is focused, automating and digitizing these workflows, enabling even no human intervention.
0: Or only humans to be inserted into the process exactly when and where they're required. And I think I appreciate that because, in terms of like when you onboard or even offboard an employee, where you need to know how many licenses they hold and trying to get to manage all these IT services for them. And one, one question I want to ask is what are the key workflow challenges that ServiceNow seeks to address and solve for businesses that are in the midst of their digital transformation journey?
1: Well, one point I'd make up front is that despite today's macroeconomic challenges, Bernard, um, we call those crosswinds, arguably headwinds, I'm incredibly optimistic that we are in the midst of a decade-long investment and innovation cycle. And it's not really anymore just about digital transformation. It's clearly today about digital business. And every government or every enterprise is looking for how they can deliver amazing customer and employee experiences, and today, importantly, also looking at how they can drive increased automation and productivity. So ServiceNow is at the forefront of enabling enterprises to achieve this total experience across customers, partners, and employees. And as Bill McDermott, our CEO, says, you can't really have a three-star Michelin experience if your employee and customer experiences aren't connected. So ServiceNow has customers coming to us to help address that total experience, breaking down the silos in their organization and viewing us really as the platform for digital business. And we're doing that by addressing workflows in the area of technology excellence, customer experience, employee experience, or low-code, no-code capabilities to
0: drive more automation. So for a starter, I mean, a lot of people, including myself, first heard of ServiceNow through your IT services management system. Of course, the plat- the company has evolved into the Now platform. I think one good example, which I also learned along the way, was human resource services delivery is an extension of where ServiceNow has already moved beyond basic information technology services. Can you talk about the key capabilities in the Now platform and how the platform actually optimizes process and connect data and organization silos and also accelerate this whole innovation at scale? So you're right. ServiceNow is incredibly well known for our leadership
1: position in technology operations and technology excellence. And if I sort of go back to Fred, our founder, when he built this platform, a single cloud-based platform, one architecture, one data model, it was always designed with a approach to be applied across the enterprise. But when he launched the the platform as a startup, people asked him, what can you do with it? And he said, well, everything and nothing. Build whatever workflows or processes you want. So obviously, that didn't really work. Customers wanted to have package solutions or outcomes. So Fred decided he needed to build some sample applications. And he looked at the IT infrastructure library or ITIL processes for incident, problem, and change. And he built those as sort of a sample set of solutions that uh, delivered IT service management on the platform. And since then, ServiceNow has become incredibly successful and synonymous with IT service. But as customers entered their relationship, Bernard, and as you're doing, you start to see the power of the platform and how we can apply it to Fred's original vision, solving problems for HR onboarding or HR case management security incident response field service customer service risk management esg and more and since that initial start of service now we've been very driven by that customer innovation and we've become a multi-solution company applying our platform across the enterprise so in technology it's more than it service today it's it operations it's asset management it's planning in the area of operational excellence, you know we're helping with risk management, ESG, and others. For employee experience, it's about HR case management, onboarding. In the area of customer, it's service fulfillment, it's field service. And then the way we build our applications is also available to our customers and our partners to create their own solutions with low-code, no-code, RPA capability, and more. So today, Bernard, actually 60% or more than 60% of our new signings actually come from outside that IT
0: service space. And ServiceNow is viewed as a platform for digital business. And other than myself being a customer, I've met some of your customers which are actually much more interesting than that. Can you share some of the interesting customer stories in ServiceNow within the Asia-Pacific? Sure. Well, one of the things I love, Bernard, is our focus on
1: customers and customer success. We're so lucky to have 80% of the Fortune 500 already uh, customers and partners of ServiceNow. And we've got a similar representation all across Asia Pacific. In Japan, we're working with a wide cross-selection of companies. Um, one example would be the beauty industry giant, uh, Shishado, who have consolidated most of their IT and HR services onto the ServiceNow platform. And by doing that, they've been able to eliminate 40 hours per month in HR staff workload, and they're accelerating their market launch of new products. In markets like Australia, which is our first market in Asia Pacific and Japan, we have incredibly high incumbency and penetration across multiple industries. One example from Australia might be Officeworks, who are a a large retail firm. And in a similar way, they're using the Now platform as really a one-stop shop for all of their employee services. So we're integrating requests around IT, HR, legal facilities, and they've been able to eliminate over 200,000 sheets of paper and those sort of analog, outdated processes and digitize on the Now platform. Here in Singapore, where you and I are, we've got other great examples all across Asia, Um, but one I like to talk to is Standard Chartered Bank, who've transformed their employee experience. And as we all know, during the pandemic, Standard Chartered Bank, like many enterprises, had to pivot from 700 people working remotely to over 38,000 staff working remotely and flexibly during the pandemic. ServiceNow was able to satisfy all of their employee requests and information through our platform in that transformation. And India, which is one of our fastest growing markets, you know, we already serve the top 10 technology providers in the country. We're embedded in three of the top five banks, hopefully soon all five banks. Um, and we've got great examples like Wipro, who are both a customer and a partner of ServiceNow. They're using ServiceNow to drive their growth And efficiency, helping to actually ensure service predictability across 60 countries in which they operate.
0: Wow, that's a pretty big selection of customers that you have just spoken about. So since I have you here, other than just talking about service, I also wanted to talk about the rise of digital native companies. I think Mark Anderson from Anderson Horowitz once remarked that software is eating the world. In looking at how companies transformed in the past decade. There is also the perception that software is the business where te- digital technology mediate every aspect of operating and scaling a modern company. Can you talk about first the core principles of how a modern digital business work from your perspective?
1: Well, firstly, I'd state that I agree with Mark. For many years, technology was seen as supporting the business. I think it's clear today that Technology is the business. And in the past, while we may have used technology to drive efficiencies in operations, that's really table stakes. Now we're looking at hyper competitive businesses and talent markets where everything you do as an enterprise has to become a service built on data and a digital operating model that makes sense of that data. So I've talked a little bit already a lot about employee and customer experiences. If you think about a modern digital business, what does that mean? Well, it translates to personalized, proactive service and support. At a minimum, it's also the ability to deliver and provide access to self-service. It's about eliminating all of the mundane and repetitive tasks that are required to drive great engagement and customer loyalty. And where a process or a workflow is required to be executed, a digital business is about automating and optimizing that request across the enterprise, delivered to the right person with the right skills, maybe the right stair parts, the right geographical location, the right availability to deliver on that customer or employee request. And then as we build those workflows, continuous process improvement is the other key part of a digital business, looking to drive more efficiencies freeing up more of our operational staff in customer service, legal, et cetera. Effectively eliminating that 30 to 40% of mundane, repetitive work that's done by employees within an enterprise and free them up to do higher value work. That's what's critical, I think.
0: And I think this has is also pretty intersects a lot into things like artificial intelligence because it also assist things like robotic automation processing or what people call RPA. But I want to dive a little bit deeper. What are the key trends in artificial intelligence, AI, for digital business in, in that framework that you have been thinking about?
1: Well, I think all of us as consumers are very familiar with the trends that we see happening around AI and big data really impacting our lives at home, whether it's brands wanting to personalize what they're selling to us, whether it's platforms wanting to make more intelligent recommendations on what we watch or what we do. I think we're all very familiar with that. A lot of ServiceNow's focus around how we apply AI, ML, natural language understanding and all of this confluence of technology Mm -hmm. is very much around how does an enterprise leverage the data that they have within an enterprise, often that small data, not big data, to drive in this pursuit of becoming a perfect enterprise, one that's efficient, delivers great business service, and is highly competitive. So with ServiceNow, we are embedding more and more AI and ML capabilities across our entire platform. We actually acquired Element AI, one of the leading global AI companies, and are taking that knowledge and that expertise to apply into our platform. And it sort of shows up in one or two or three ways that customers and users of the platform sort of see that AI coming to life. Firstly is process automation. And this is pretty standard, the things we've talked about, which is how do I deliver self-service? Can I pick up my phone in a natural language, ask a question about what is my annual leave balance and have the platform automatically route that to the, the right You know, silo of technology in an HRMS or whatever system, and present that back to the user. So, driving process automation is obviously a very simple example of AI and how that's adopted. The second layer is thinking a bit more about assistive AI and how AI can work with humans to improve the flow of their daily work. As an example, in a data center, you know, there's enormous amounts of data that that is being consumed. How can the AI of the ServiceNow platform, as an example, actually interrogate all of those logs on servers, networks, applications, and others to look for and preempt or predict potential service outages? That volume of data cannot be analyzed by a human. So we're using assistive AI to support. And one good example of that is the National Stock Exchange of India, who are working with ServiceNow to actually prevent Downtime to ensure business continuity by bringing all of that data together into a single view and proactive monitoring and management. And then in the third layer, you know, we're talking about automation discovery, which is analyzing where next can we apply automation to unlock more value for an enterprise. And that's really interesting in terms of where technology may not have been applied before, or where technology can be applied to
0: drive further automation within an enterprise. And what would be your recommendations for executives like myself in coming up with strategies that can best bring AI into their business? Great question. Well, firstly, let me say that there are
1: plenty of evidence available that shows bringing AI into an enterprise makes very good business sense. The studies have proven that firms that invest in AI grow more. So the first point I'd make for anyone is get started in adopting AI. But as executives plan to bring AI into their business, like any other initiative, I think there's three things they should be considering. Firstly, thinking through what are the problems that they're attempting to solve? Secondly, what are the reasons or objectives of the project? and then what does the ideal outcome look like so it may not be you know as i said earlier uh, around applying ai at the larger you know crm sales engagement layer it might be looking at what is my most complex or high value processes and how can i apply ai and ml to automate and optimize that further so for, for many many organizations the other challenge is having access to sufficient AI skills. And we see that those companies being most successful you know are really partnering with platforms like ServiceNow to help address a lot of that complexity burden and enable that AI transformation through better
0: use of platforms like ServiceNow. And I think that also comes into the workflow digitization part can workflows today be augmented by AI then if so Can you talk about some examples in ServiceNow where AI can actually deploy the digital workflows that's used by businesses there? Sure. Well, when we think about this workflow
1: and and sort of intelligent routing of tasks across an enterprise, there are really only four things an employee or a customer ever wants. And, and, And that was where ServiceNow was established to address. The four things they want is they want a product. You know, as an employee, you might want a desk, a mobile phone, a computer, you know, an application, some software or something. As a customer, I might want to open a bank account. I might want an insurance policy, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So first thing is they want a product. Secondly, what what they want is that they want that product to be serviced. I need it to be maintained, fixed, upgraded, mm-hmm. repaired, moved, or something like that. Thirdly, they want to know a policy. I've now had a a child. How does that affect my insurance? How does that affect my company benefits? Or fourthly, they want to have some care. Something's changed and they need care. So in all of those examples, AI and ML can assist in automating and optimizing that process. Today, in a large enterprise, you'd be surprised how few people know where to go for help. Through AI and ML, we'd love to have a, an ultimate vision where no matter what request, whether it be from an employee or a customer, you can meet that user wherever they are, via a mobile app, via a portal, via a natural language understanding, via a sales office or a branch, and they can ask in plain language, you know, what are they looking for, and the platform automates the routing and delivery of that capability, either in full self-service or to the person who can fulfill that request in the most effective and efficient way. Things like how do I sign a non-disclosure agreement, you know, with an enterprise? Do I go to the finance department? Do I go to the legal department? You'd be surprised how many employees in enterprises don't know those things. So there's some simple examples. Obviously, chatbot is a great example of how we're automating a lot of those processes. But then also using the data that ServiceNow has in the platform, in our one architecture, in our one data model to make recommendations and how we can improve. And an IT service environment like you run, Bernard, you know, looking at all of the tickets that come in, how can we look for patterns in those tickets to have the AI or ML maybe automate 70% of the responses so that humans' intervention is only required for those more complex
0: examples, but continuously improve that over time. And I think the AI part of knowledge base is actually that you mentioned is pretty important because like most of the time a lot of when an employee joins an organization one key workflow i think a lot of us always end up doing is search and searching yes. for information about things and i think the the beauty of ai as i think you were alluding to is you can actually personalize that search like maybe specific for our hr employee they will only search for certain workflows you know maybe someone in finance or legal they have their very specific things they are looking for within the organization. Do I get it? You do. And the idea of enterprise service is
1: you can have all of those different departments and functions participate, and you can have a, a single pane of glass or a single mobile app where you abstract that complexity from the employee. Is it a legal request? Is it a facilities request? Is it an HR request? The platform will work that out for you and know that. And with the the security governance and controls, obviously that are required for you know, our customers, r- regardless of industry. Uh, but we're really excited about this opportunity, Bernard. And you know, our aspiration is to remove that mundane, repetitive work to free up our employees to be and our customers to be the most
0: successful they can be. So, which comes to my final question, then: What does grid look like for a service now in the Asia Pacific?
1: <laughs> well, I, I mentioned earlier that customer success equals service now success. So ultimately, our success in the region is dependent on getting our customers to the outcomes that they wanted, You know, addressing their biggest challenges, accessing their greatest opportunities. And when you look at Asia Pacific and Japan, an incredibly diverse uh, territory with different levels of maturity and companies on different stages of their digital business journey, it's very, very different. You know, We've got early adopters of cloud, nations like Singapore and Australia that have rapidly moved to cloud and adopting digital services. You've got powerhouses like Japan that unfortunately are actually lagging in digital adoption and have a huge opportunity to transform those traditional analog processes. We've got markets like India that are looking to leap from technologies and digitizing and turbocharging their growth. So what I love about my role, as I said, is we're working across all industries, across all of uh, those geographical regions and meeting the customer where they are on their digital maturity adoption and helping them be successful with an ultimate view that I want Asia Pacific and Japan to work with service now and to be the most efficient and competitive we can be as a geo on the global stage.
0: And I think we will probably get you back to talk more about that in the, in the next upcoming years. We'd love to. And Mitch, many thanks for coming on the show, and and thank you for really sharing what digital native companies are going to be to look like, and what is the impact of AI on digitized workflows, and also the business footprint or service now across the Asia Pacific. So, in closing, I have two questions. My first question: any recommendations that have inspired you recently? Well, I was very fortunate. I got to meet the
1: man, but I also just read the book um, called "Team of Teams." Which is by General Stanley McChrystal. He's retired now, but he was the head of the Joint Special Operations Task Force that led the activities in Afghanistan and Iraq. And that book draws some fantastic parallels between the military and the business world, in particular on how to sort of flatten the organizational structures, how to drive alignment around a common goal, how to improve communications. And all of these things, I think, are incredibly relevant in today's complex world. And at ServiceNow, we're working with the McChrystal group to adopt some of those principles. But I also, when we were together, Bernard, I was pretty inspired by the Singapore Formula One Grand Prix. Great to be back together <laughs> uh, here in Singapore. But I always find the F1, you know, such a great example of how high performing teams leverage innovation, technology drive great culture and collaborations in their pursuit of excellence. And uh, I was lucky enough to hear from Mika Hacken, mm. the McLaren ambassador and two-time world champion. Now, uh, that was inspiring. That's for sure.
0: And I also like the way he talks about how he get the comeback and then ends up winning the championship and what is the uh, really the art part where he thinks that the whole thing is that, yes, you have all these signs to tell you everything, but you have to, in order to be a leader, you have to pick the correct set of data points in order to make the right gut feel and make it happen. That was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Just also, I want to put an addition to your book that you recommend. Uh, there's another book actually by uh, General McChrystal, which I just recently read. It's actually called Risk. It's a whole book about dealing with risk as well. Well, in today's yeah. world, yeah. Th- that's a challenge
1: for all of us. I-, I haven't read that one yet, but I'll add that to my list.
0: Yeah. And how do my audience find you?
1: Well. Managing a geography like Asia Pacific and Japan, most often in an airport lounge or uh, on my way somewhere. But uh, seriously, LinkedIn is probably the best place. Um, Mitch Young at ServiceNow on LinkedIn, you'll find that. And I would also direct your listeners, if they want to learn more about digital transformation around enterprise platforms, how AI and ML are being applied. ServiceNow.com and our communities off that uh, main website have a wealth of information, customer stories. And we'd love to hear from any of our your listeners about how we can support them and be in service of their enterprise on this journey. So thanks very much for the opportunity to talk today.
0: Mm, and you can definitely find our podcast on any podcast platform. You can also send us feedback by giving us either a five-star rating on Apple's podcast or tweet to us at AnalyzeAsia, A-N-A-L-Y-S-E, Asia. Mitch, man, thanks for coming on the show and sharing about the story of ServiceNow. And I think this is a story that's still going through the of all the digital transformations happening in the companies in Asia Pacific. So I look forward to speak to you again.
1: Look forward to it, Bernard. Thanks very much for this opportunity.